0: lewis in space i'm back uh the first two episodes of this podcast were about video games i think a lot more episodes about this podcast from this podcast will be about video games um but there are other things i'm interested in too into and geek out about and talk to other people about and uh i i i'm not i'm not against using this this podcast feed as an outlet for my thoughts and um with the new Star Wars movie Solo coming out, I thought it'd be fun to talk about Star Wars because I love Star Wars and I could talk about Star Wars all day. Um, but on the eve of a new Star Wars movie, it's a fun moment to uh, recap the Star Wars universe so far, what I love about it, what I hate about it. Um, on this episode, I talk again to Chelsea, who's my fiance. you know. Um, <laughs> we're we, there's There's much less structure to this conversation than I think the previous episodes have been just sort of playing around with format and um, content. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy. And I hope if you are going to see Solo uh, this weekend or soon, that you enjoy it. Bye. No, not bye. You're about to hear the podcast. So listen to that.
1: I think with Here There Be Dragons, we should just, like, bank a whole bunch of episodes, like, get halfway through Season 3, and then start releasing them.
0: That's what I was trying to do when we recorded those two nights that were those two episodes in one night yeah um oh wait no because then i wanted to release them all at the same time yeah. you're saying bank them all yeah, yeah so that we can go back on on the air and say
1: yeah and say like it's for real now we're actually doing it we're back
0: yeah next episode because is this date this
1: i think the reason that i don't want to start again is not because i'm like not in the mood to talk about it or watch it it's because i feel so much pressure to then be consistent yeah. Once I, we start again.
0: Yeah, and there's just too many other things happening right now that we have to be consistent with.
1: Yeah. Should I introduce myself?
0: No. Um,
1: are people going to wonder who I am?
0: I'm going to do an introduction. Okay. Um. After. Oh. Okay. We're having a conversation.
1: Oh, you're going to record an introduction. Yes. So I don't get to speak for myself. No. Got it.
0: Um. Because that's that would be fair. What are you going to say about me? Um. I, Jesus, girl, I know she's my roommate.
1: <laughs> uh, not quite.
0: Okay, I'll say something nice. Okay, I'll say something nicer than that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot I want to talk about. Okay. Um, well, there's a lot we can talk about. I guess mm-hmm. we can talk about video games. Mm-hmm. We can talk about um, Broadway mm-hmm. because because we can talk about some Broadway stuff. Um, but we also can talk about Star Wars.
1: Well, I made my list.
0: You okay. told me to make a list. Yes, I okay. I did my so, homework. Okay, <laughs> don't say homework like this wasn't <laughs> fun for you. Actually, homework is fun for you, so. Yeah. Um, so, it's uh, the eve of the solo premiere, and in the spirit of um, that, uh, I just thought, oh, it'd be fun to rank the Star Wars movies and talk about that. Um, uh-huh. I think that I couldn't do this on the eve of, like, episode eight or nine, because I just I don't think I'd be able to.
1: You were on the eve of episode eight, you, I mean...
0: Yes, tell me. Y- you were... Tell me.
1: You were, mm-hmm. like, inconsolable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was <still> inconsolable <laughs> for longer than the eve of The Last Jedi. I was inconsolable for the fortnight leading up to, and the, and probably months afterward.
1: I thought you were going to have a heart attack. Yeah. You were so on edge because you had been thinking about this and talking about this movie to me for a year. Yeah. Over a year, yeah. since it was announced that they were doing it.
0: Wait, episode 8? Yeah. Well, they announced they were doing episode 8 in 2012 when they announced they were doing a new trilogy.
1: You've been talking to me about it since 2012, Okay, then. yes.
0: <laughs> That's six years, I just want to make it clear.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. And. But I, don't you, you were, think that I was more hyped for this one for some out. reason
0: than Force Awakens? No. Oh, you think Force Awakens was bigger? Yes. Why?
1: Because you didn't know anything. You
0: yeah, didn't... no, I, I know. I just want to hear what, what, what made you think that I was more excited for that one. What does inconsolable mean?
1: <laughs> um, you're. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be nice. Actually, yeah, you you're have a to
1: be very nice. intense person. Okay. And you get very anxious sometimes. Uh-huh. And you also get very um, intense. Okay. So it was a combination of like your intensity, your anxiety, your excitement, your childhood passions all rolled up into one little human that was you. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do anything with you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The difference, I think, from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi is that I think The Last Jedi had a longer tail afterwards than The Force Awakens did. Yeah, that's true. The Last Jedi systematically took me apart and put me back together. Yeah. In a way that, like, reverberated into, like, probably Q2 2018.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, after you saw Force Awakens, you were like, that was awesome. You saw it a bunch of other times. You loved it. But you weren't obsessed. Yeah. You go through these phases of obsessions. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about yourself.
0: Well, I'm learning from the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Um, I think I found uh, the way I articulated it after I have to go through so many sentences of telling people how I feel about The Last Jedi, but I think it can just be summed up in the idea that I didn't think it was possible for a Star Wars movie to make me like Star Wars more than I already had. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not about meeting the hype or being better than the other movies. Like... I mean we're going to talk about that but that's like a superficial thing. It's like that this could reveal more things to me that I love about Star Wars. Mhm. It's just a very cool thing.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like I mean I part I'm in grad school and part of my grad school project is talking to you about fan language yeah. and how you basically use language to, like talk about Star Wars and love Star Wars. And we started talking about like smaller communities within fandoms and you were saying how it's it's the movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: that is your fandom. Yeah. There's so much other stuff in Star Wars to be a fan of, but for you it is, like, deeply the movies, which sort of would make you think that you wouldn't like The Last Jedi. Why? Because it seems like most of the people who didn't like it are like, that's not Luke Skywalker. Like, that's not my Luke.
0: Well, that's a, okay, that's a nuance that's really hard to, to, yeah, I mean, I think that's a kind of unfair generalization, because you could go all the way one way or all the way the other way. I think there's definitely a huge population of people who were saying that's not my Luke because they love him from the movies, but there's also a huge population of people who are saying that's not my Luke because they love the Luke Skywalker that comes in the books afterwards. Yeah. Um, and because the Luke Skywalker in the books afterwards is like Superman Ascendant, like as if he's Captain America going out into the into the universe and continuing to be that hero. Yeah. And having his like flirtations with the dark side and like other type of things, but in the end of the day, like he's gonna save the day, mm-hmm. which is uh, very true to. An ideal of a of a franchise hero, but like, and it, but I, it's not totally true for Luke Skywalker. I think. Yeah. But but anyway, yeah, I, I I can imagine there are a lot of people who are movie purists who'd be like, "What? This is not the Luke I remember." But I also think that a lot of frustration came from people who were like, "Why isn't Luke kicking ass? Like in like yeah. when he gets super powered?"
1: Yeah, but it also I think just tonally. Is different.
0: Oh, spoilers! Sorry, there were oh spoilers. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not fair, but I guess I should say we're gonna spoil everything about Star Wars up to this point.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen Solo yet.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen Solo.
1: Yeah, um, I think everyone has seen Lost It. or okay. or they don't care. Okay, All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think tonally it's also different from the other movies.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, okay, should we just talk about our list then?
1: Yeah, I made two lists.
0: Oh, you One list, overachiever. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this.
1: Okay, my first list is like my personal favorites, based primarily on rewatchability.
0: Okay, they, so if you had to sit down and and in order of which ones are you most excited to watch at this moment, you made a list. Okay. Yes.
1: And then the other list I made is best movies, like what mm. I think are the highest quality movies. Right. Okay. And they're very different, which is interesting.
0: Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to do mine?
1: Um, I think you'll have more to say about mine than I'll have to say about yours.
0: So doesn't that mean that you don't, you So think, you go first? Yeah. Yeah. That's you go what first. I thought. Cause okay. I think yours are going to be more interesting. Yeah. Um, I I'm
1: going to make notes to see if any of ours match. Okay.
0: Um, so I have one list because I read the fucking assignment.
1: Okay. What's it based on? (laughs)
0: Uh, I don't know. I just made this on my way home from work. So your favorites. Yeah. Okay. I think favorites in terms of kind of both which ones would I rather watch, but also which ones are just like the best. (laughs) So I think the the
1: difference between you and me is that you would rewatch any Star Wars movie at any point at any time.
0: Um, yes, but I can also feel in my gut that there is a sliding scale of like, like, we're going to talk about this, but, like, Rogue One has been at a fingertip, a fingertip away on Netflix, on our yeah. Apple TV for months, and That's I've, true. like, just hovered over it and just came past it, and, like, it's super weird to, it, it, it yeah. If yeah. you had told me in 2011 that there'd be new Star Wars movies that I could watch instantly on Netflix, like, yeah. a few years from then, and I wouldn't rewatch it, because at that time, like, Star Wars wasn't on Netflix, and, yeah. like, Star Wars is in DVDs, even in Blu-rays, like, yeah, it, but also I guess I was in college. I don't know. It's just the idea of Star Wars at my fingertips that I would just skim over. Yeah. It's such a weird new... It's a new world for me. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. Um, okay, so how should I... Should I read number one through number nine? Yeah. Because my list includes Rogue One. Yeah, mine too. Uh, okay. Mine uh,
1: also includes where I think Solo will be.
0: Whoa, don't do that. Okay. We can... Do, don't When you initially read yours, don't include Solo, and I will... Um, we can talk about that after, because okay. we can talk about why we did that and okay. what, what that's based on, because I'm very curious about why you would do that.
1: I mean, it's just based on fun. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> like most things. Okay. okay. Um, so wait, so yes, I should go best to worst, Yeah. or best, most yeah. favorite to still favorite, but not as much. You sure. <laughs> I just don't want any of these to be. Okay.
1: Some of them are the worst. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: go ahead. You don't have... Okay. Um, number one, The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, I can hear you writing. Okay, (laughs) Okay. yep. You're just scribbling (laughs) furiously. (laughs) Number two, The Last Jedi. Number three, Star Wars A New Hope. Number four, The Force Awakens. Number five, Return of the Jedi. Number six, Attack of the Clones. Number seven, Rogue One. Number eight, Revenge of the Sith. And number nine, Phantom Menace. Now I'm going to say a few things. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say a few things about uh, things that I know are, in many ways this list is very typical, mm-hmm. but I think in some ways it, it is in misalignment with a lot of other Star Wars fans that I know. Okay. Um, Obviously Empire is number one. Last mm-hmm. Jedi is number two for me, above even Star Wars, for yep. a few reasons. I think, I mean, it's really what I said before about how... The Last Jedi made me like Star Wars more than I already did and I didn't think that was possible and I just think that is a feat that in an era and uh, you know, a media world of endless uh, what's the word? uh, Serialization and Mm -hmm. like all these episodes and all those Marvel movies and you know the the endless storytelling of this to this magnitude that The Last Jedi like took that form and like Is the Empire it is like what what Empire Strikes Back did for sequels? I think the Last Jedi did for like franchises, and I think that's like an incredible achievement. Um, And I think uh, Star Wars is—I mean, uh, Star Wars is amazing—and also (laughs) like Star Wars, I think is at times um, underrated by. You know, I, I've said a lot to people who are not into Star Wars, um, who, are, who have not watched Star Wars as a kid, who are trying to get into it as an adult, that it's a really slow and hard series to get into. But that first movie is like, it's full of fun. Those characters yeah. are timeless. They're just timelessly good. There's, it's so good. Um, I, okay, so the middle of my list is where it gets a little funky, I think, Um I'm just gonna say, actually, I'm just gonna say for simplicity's sake, because I think we're in agreement on this. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith is, um, is is gets lower and lower on my list with every time that I rewatch it.
1: Yeah, it's last on my list. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and I, that I, I, it's really hard for me to find people out there who agree with that. Um,
1: that is so shocking to me. Yeah. Because I think it gets worse and worse because it is not holding up. Yeah. Like. The special effects aren't holding up as well, which we knew would happen. Yeah. But, like, a good movie can withstand that. Yeah. This movie gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse because Hayden Christensen is awful. Okay. He's very, very bad. And I will never, ever forgive them for Padme dying.
0: Yeah. It's that re-
1: is atrocious. Yeah. Literally atrocious. It's the, it's the worst move this franchise has ever made. Yeah. It's trash. Yeah. And that's why it's last.
0: Yeah. Because
1: it doesn't even have pod racing in it.
0: Yeah. And I'd rather watch that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that point has become a bigger and bigger problem for me, especially as we've moved in, moved into the new era. And the la- again, The Last Jedi. And, and The Force Awakens even has like shown how you can take incredible expectations and subvert them or surpass them or give you something you didn't know you wanted in a way. And Revenge of the Sith, I think, is really powerful for its delivery of the final act of the greek myth that we all was expecting to happen darth vader falling to the dark side it's tragic it's violent it's awful um i think but like it's not boring but it's boring it is like it is it is yeah you say
1: these things like it's tragic it's violent it's awful i mean i read fantasy literature i'm into tragic and violent and awful like that is not what that scene is yeah that scene is some bad cgi it's some not Wait, which scene
0: are you talking about the
1: one with the fire and the lava where he
0: Oh, well, okay. Well, there's two th- there's there's two things. I think that um I think that the scene where he actually becomes Darth Vader, which is the scene where he interrupts Mace Windu bearing down on uh Palpatine uh-huh. and then se- and then decides yeah. to kill Mace yeah. Windu is a good scene.
1: Yeah, it's okay.
0: It's it's good. I think it's a good <laughs> scene. But the the real, I think and like the movie knows this, the fans know this, the real thing that people wanted to see was Anakin versus Obi-Wan, yeah. and I think this fight sucks.
1: It sucks. So bad.
0: Yeah, I think it's actually. Again, the more I watch it, the more I think it might be the worst fight in the series.
1: Honestly, I think one of the major missteps of the prequels is not letting the actors do their own fight choreography.
0: You don't? I think that they did.
1: I barely. I mean, they have to do so many like crazy jumps and flips, and like
0: they're attached to
1: strings, and there's CGI, and they're like, they're not. I mean. The reason that the fight scene in The Last Jedi is incredible is because they are doing it. And you can still do, like, crazy semi-force magic things and have the actors actually doing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's the Star Wars equivalent of Superman fighting General Zod in Man of Steel. Yes. Where it's like, if this just two, like, similarly built... Guys mm-hmm. who are waving the blue sticks at each other yeah. so quickly that you can't tell who is winning and who is losing yeah. and who is, like, tired and who is scared. Yeah. Like, it, it, that fight it just lacks so much actual emotion in yes. a way that, like, uh, even the fight at the end of The Force Awakens, or at the end of The Force Awakens, which, like, you know, I go back and forth on sometimes. I love that fight. Just contains so much more emotion than yeah. the fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And, um... It, it's, it, 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 the more, again, the more I see what things like The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens take advantage of with regard to the idea of being, like, the sixth story. Like, Revenge of the Sith, with the Sith was the sixth movie when it came yeah. out. And it was the one that ha- was going to deliver on the crucial question of the pop culture. Yeah. And it's like, there. I think these other movies have proven there is a way to... Um, there is a way to f- meet that expectation while also giving you what you didn't know you wanted. I think I wanted... I just want more... I just want more from Anakin and Obi-Wan and their story and, like, their arcs and, and their tragedy. Yeah. And then, and you said it, but, like, it's Padme dying in Revenge of the Sith, but it's really Padme in Revenge of the Sith, period.
1: Yes. Which is... That's a good point. It's...
0: it's She is... It's not just a waste of, you know... Not, which is Not to say the only female character in the prequels. Yeah. Um, it's a waste of the idea that pop culture... Is so fixated on Darth Vader is Luke's father. For George Lucas to come back and say, "Why did nobody ask who his mother was?" Yeah, and like nobody—that's not. I mean, I'm sure I wasn't alive during those those the, 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 that gap between mm-hmm. the movies. I'm a child of the '90s. I grew up with the prequels, but there was no, there was no for every historical documentary or or record of I can see of what people cared about at that time and what people still um latch on to. The idea of in Phantom Menace of introducing this really cool queen yeah. action hero in, in Attack of the Clones becomes an action hero and then leading up to this finale where it's like, actually what happened to Luke and Leia's mom? Yeah. And and you know, I don't care what Leia says in episode six about remembering her as a peaceful mother or whatever, like, do she can do anything. Yeah. She can be the one who starts the rebellion. She could be she There was so much potential with that plot hook, and it was like almost handed to them on a silver platter. The way that it was set up in the in the original trilogy, that so little was known about Luke and Leia's mother. Yeah. Um. It's so it's really kind of a failure of the prequel trilogy overall, but it's especially a failure of Revenge of the Sith, in my opinion.
1: Well, it's also just like it's such a wasted opportunity in terms of like business. Like they've gotten all of these like animated series out of the gaps between movies. I would freaking love an animated series that's Padme trying to hide her two babies from their father and like being a spy and like going undercover and going underground while also like trying to be a mom. Like that's such a cool story. And it's never going to get to be told because of this trash ending.
0: Yeah. It's, It's
1: such a shame. It's really a
0: shame. So <laughs> clearly, we, our feelings on are obvious. Agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the Revenge of the Sith maybe should come last after that tirade. But <laughs> to me, I mean, the other the other thing about it, <laughs> and I sort of hinted at this. We don't have to dwell on this too long. But I, the, it it really comes down to thinking about which ones I want to watch least. Revenge of the Sith is so. Um, the action in it is so boring to me. Yeah. The first scene, the first space battle is boring. General Grievous, oh my god. Like, the General Grievous fight is boring. The whole setting is boring. The Mustafar fight is boring. These are cool concepts, but they just are not done. They look like cartoons. They, everything is, uh, yeah, anyway. I, I find Revenge of the Sith the hardest to rewatch. Yeah. Um, but I put Phantom Menace below it, just because um, at the end of the day, Revenge of the Sith has some it has some dialogue it has characters i like it, it you know it has it, i don't know it, to me phantom menace is just like actually straight up boring um in a way that like i just don't want to I, I don't have much of an interest in watching it when it's on because they're just parts that are just so boring to me um so that's why phantom yeah. menace came last um but let me talk about the middle section there so okay. that's uh Empire the last Jedi Star Wars then Force Awakens return of the Jedi Attack of the Clones and Rogue One. To- I'm surprised
1: you put Clones above Rogue One.
0: Yeah, so here's how I think about Rogue One. Um Rogue One is uh I think Rogue One is potentially the most visually stunning movie, but um we were think we were talking about um potential cameos that would be in Solo. And, uh, because there was sort of a hint that there might be a cameo in Solo and how fun would it be if, you know, people from other movies or whatever were in, the, were in the, the movie. And it occurred to me that it's like, oh, they could totally do a cameo from Rogue One. Yeah. Because it's the, sim- it's a similar time. I think this movie's set like probably five or ten years before, or set ten years before Rogue One, I think. Um, so there's some characters, maybe Cassian is there as a young kid also, I don't know.
1: Um. Or like Forrest Whitaker's character.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. But I just sort of realized, like, as I was having that thought that I was like, I don't think there's a single character in Rogue One that I would really care about if I saw ever again. And it's, it's, and at the end of the day, like, I really love Star Wars because of the characters and the, the movie with, even though it is the most visually stunning movie, it just has the weakest characterization to me.
1: Honestly, like, it was so, well, two things. I was really disappointed they didn't cast Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. Because if you haven't watched Orphan Black, like, you must watch Orphan Black. Because Tatiana Maslany is incredible. And she would have been so cool in Star Wars. That's not to say Felicity Jones isn't cool. I think she's very cool. And I think she's very talented. I just, I just didn't, I don't get a Star Wars vibe from her for whatever reason. And I totally get it from Tatiana Maslany. So that was mistake number one. And number 2, I just kept reading about all of these like reshoots and edits and how they changed the story and I think that Felicity Jones was playing a character that we don't see in the movie. Yeah. Which is why I think her performance is kind of uneven, like bo- kind of boring, like her character is pretty bland. I think that she was playing things that just aren't there anymore. Yeah. So it doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. So I think that's unfortunate and that's why yeah, it's it's not super high on my list either.
0: Yeah, um, it does come before *Revenge of the Sith* and *Phantom Menace*. Although you know what, now that we talk about it, it's just like, how can a movie, how can a movie with Anakin and Obi Wan and it like come below something like *Rogue One*? It's a that's a weird thing to me. But I, I think when it comes to watchability, like I truly cringe during Phantom, uh, during *Revenge of the Sith*, and I fall asleep during *Phantom Menace* in a way that like I'll have mild interest in *Rogue One*. I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, Rogue One gets some things really right. I think the last half hour is great. I think it's great. It's great. great. Yeah. And I really appreciate that there's not an emphasis on a romantic relationship. I think the droid is hilarious. The team is fun. I care about the members to some extent. Um, It just sort of meanders and doesn't really find its way until the last half hour.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, Attack of the Clones. Um, To me, this question really comes down to Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And Return of the Jedi is another movie that my thoughts on it have evolved so much um, over the last few years. And I just have come to sort of... There's a weird thing with repetition and distance. The movie as it actually is starts to come... um, into into focus and there was no clearer moment to me when I was like oh I don't really like Return of the Jedi that much when I realized that I just hope so much that episode nine is nothing like Return of the Jedi oh. when I when I had that thought I was like oh that's because Return of the Jedi as the end to that trilogy as it was at that moment is incredibly unsatisfying oh it's like it just it, it totally delivers an ending and the Luke and Vader stuff is really good I mean it's really good, but. It, it, it is the idea that it's also written by Lawrence Kasdan and is a continuation of the team that 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 circled up for Empire Strikes Back. I mean, I mean, I guess I mostly mean the ensemble of the actors. Um, there's just so little of Empire in this movie, and there's mm-hmm. so little of um, of uh, I don't know a, a, an emotional catharsis that that um, feels like that's what Empire is naturally leading to. Like mm-hmm. in the Last Jedi. I am left at the end of The Last Jedi with very hard questions about what fate does Kylo Ren deserve? What, like, what, where... Well, I think,
1: and I think what it is, and tell me what you think about this because I'm interested. I think the original trilogy is for kids. Yeah. And I think Return of the Jedi completely delivers yeah. on the ending of a trilogy for a kids movie. Yeah. Like, a thousand percent. I think I actually like it a lot more than you do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little choppy as a movie. There's sort of like three very distinct sections yeah. in, in a kind of a weird way. It's like three TV specials sort of yeah. smushed together. But it's happy. Everyone's together. There's some fun action moments. It's not too sad. It's a great finale for a kid's series. And Empire gets pretty dark for kids to watch. But it gets a, a nice, happy ending with still some sadness in it. Mm-hmm. But I think that this new trilogy is for adults. Ooh. I think it's still accessible for kids, and kids can still watch it, but I think it's posing questions for adults mm-hmm. to grapple with. hmm And I think that's smart, because the kids who loved the original trilogy are now the adults. hmm And they're slowly... You know, it's kind of like the Harry Potter series. It's growing up with its audience in some ways. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's fair, and that's why Return of the Jedi is not my least favorite. I mean, it also yeah. has, it, it has so many cool, and at the end of the day, I like that the Star Wars story has a happy ending. Yeah. I guess I, I'm not hoping for a, a, the, I'm not hoping for an episode nine that's as heavy as The Last Jedi, I guess. Yeah. Um, or, nor do I think that a chapter as, that followed Empire Strikes Back needs to be that heavy either. Um. But it does, I think if I had been an audience member during that time and I would have seen like, oh, they're doing the Death Star again and like Han Solo's carbonite uh, freedom is actually just sort of like a plot point that they have to take a whole act of the movie to unwind and it doesn't actually contribute to the plot of the macro movie in any sense. Yeah. you know, like it's so completely unrelated. I, get that.
1: I think I just have fun during that, though. Yeah, like I like Leia sneaking in, and I like all the creatures and the palace with the puppets, and like I know it has nothing to do with the movie, but I always enjoy watching it.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh yeah, yeah. I mean, I do too. I would, yeah. I'll, re- I'll rewatch it anytime. Attack of the Clones for me, I think a lot of people. Um, think it's, uh, a lot of people call it the worst prequel. Um, and I'm so, I'm so confused by that Yeah, because I, I mean, look, listen, I get it. Attack of the Clones is cringe worthy at times. Mm -hmm. Um, it has this awkward Hayden Christensen performance that he's got to play opposite Natalie Portman and you got to sort of believe that they're falling in love. Um, but to me, this is like a very cool Padme movie. Yeah. Um, the action scenes in this one, unlike *Revenge of the Sith*, even though these ones are still really CGI heavy, there's something so visually striking about them. I love the fight against Jango fight in the Jango Fett in the rain. Yeah. Um, I love the um, the arena on Geonosis and how Obi and Obi Wan and Anakin and Padme are the are the trio that have to free themselves and how they do that. I think like it's so physical in a way that like felt so um like the rancor fight in in return of the jedi in a way that like I can't think of another scene that has felt that cool. You that's the scene where they're like chained to the pillars and then yeah, three giant it. beasts come out to attack them and like it's it's cool. Uh-huh. Um and um I mean there might not be much more else to say about why it's good. I don't I don't think it's good, but to me it's the most watchable prequel.
1: I think so. And I think just for me personally it's because it's the best padme. Yeah. And that's basically it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so that's Attack of the Clones. Talk about Rogue One. Let me just say about Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Force Awakens is higher on this list than I think a lot of people would expect it to because it's, Force Awakens' chief criticism is that it is derivative of A New Hope and for it to be number four on my list after A New Hope but before Return of the Jedi. Um, and even, I mean, we've already talked about Revenge of the Sith, but a lot of people think Revenge of the Sith is one of the better movies and I, I can't understand that. Yeah. No. Um, uh, to me, like you know, plot aside, which is an awful thing to say, I, I know they, they they hit so much of a home run with Ray and Kylo Ren mm-hmm. that it's like and BB Eight mm-hmm. and Finn that it is, it, it's just so hard for me to overlook that. I love these new characters. And, like, I don't think I love them just because they're in Episode 7 because Rogue One totally missed for me. I think yeah. these characters are so good. And I think that the the ans- the idea, the existential question as a creator and as a creative and a filmmaker of how do we follow up Darth Vader, the most famous cinematic villain in history, the answer being someone like Kylo Ren is so inspired and... The, and it, that, idea, that idea is so inspired, and then Adam Driver coming in there and elevating it yeah. to to near perfection yeah. is, it, I mean, it's just a, it's a it's a formula that I think we're taking for granted because these are in Star Wars movies. Like we don't get villains like this in movies no. ever, and it, it's very good. Yeah. So um, just for the <laughs> sheer fact of the characters and their introductions, The Force Awakens is so high on my list. I could watch Ray and Kylo Ren. Um, and Finn, yeah, over and over and over again. Um, so, okay, so that's my list. (laughs) I think we just did that for like 15 minutes, so I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay.
1: Okay. Okay, so which one do you want first? (sighs) Best film or my favorite?
0: I think, um, best film. So that we can do my favorite. It's going to be like a fun little, yeah.
1: Okay. Best films from best to worst. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Rogue One, Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace.
0: So you'd say say it again to me? Actually, give it to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I moved that that one down. Okay,
0: well, actually, I'm going to read it again for the podcast. I forgot that people are listening.
1: Number one, Empire Strikes Back. Fairly common. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You don't need to edit. I just want to hear the order. You just want to hear the order. Yeah.
1: Okay. Two, Force Awakens. Okay. Three, Last Jedi. Okay. Four, New Hope. Five, Return of the Jedi. Six, Rogue One. Seven, Revenge of the Sith. Eight, Attack of the Clones. And nine, The Phantom Menace.
0: So, my first thing that jumps out of that list is why is Revenge of the Sith higher than Attack of the Clones? We just spent a whole time talking about.
1: We talked about on your list, which you said includes an aspect of watchability for yeah. you. This is me trying to be objective of, like, what is a better crafted plot overall film movie. And I think that I haven't watched these movies enough to, to really go in depth about them. But I think that Revenge has a better story arc hmm. than Clones.
0: Mm-hmm. That's probably fair.
1: Yeah, which is why I said that.
0: Oh, Allison, our cat is going rogue. <laughs> this is Rogue She's One. Going rogue One. Oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. She's okay. We're gonna pause. Are we?
1: Well, yeah, we gotta get her.
0: Um, just give me a second. <laughs> Allison, don't do that. Come here. Okay. Uh, Cat Distraction dealt with. Um, What were you just saying? The plot of Revenge of the Sith is better than Attack of the Clones.
1: Not necessarily plot, but like story arc. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. If you were to come, if you were to be born today... Yeah. ...and then come to the films with very little context... Yeah. ...or not context is not the right word, but I guess I could see how Revenge of the Sith at the end of the day is delivering a much more interesting... Complicated story than Attack of the Clones. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What else else do you want to highlight on that list?
1: Um, I just want to highlight that Force Awakens is my number two. Yep. Because I love Force Awakens, so I think I'm biased. And I think that there's been a lot of talk of how it copies A New Hope. And... I think that it is intentional.
0: Well, yeah, of course it's intentional.
1: But I don't think it's, like, lazy or a cop-out.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: I think it's complicated and nuanced and interesting. And I think in many ways they took the bones of A New Hope and they made a much better movie from it.
0: Whoa, a much better movie than A New Hope.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's
0: so wrong. (laughs) I think it is. I mean... And, uh, for so- I
1: think I think Ray is more interesting than Luke. Okay. In these two movies, side by side comparison. Yep, got it. I think Ray is more interesting than Luke because she's because she doesn't want to be a hero. She's got her own internal motives and relationships going on for the whole movie that we're starting to learn more about as the series continues, but. Luke is basic. Mm. And A New Hope. He's like a very traditional sci-fi chosen one character. That's not that interesting to me. And I think we. I, I do miss a Han.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, what I was stumbling through earlier yeah. is that Force Awakens is inferior to Star Wars by virtue of the fact that the cantina scene in Star Wars is perfect and yeah. an introduction to han solo and chewbacca and the and the millennium falcon i mean that han and chewie and the falcon are in force awakens but and they are much better in a new hope i yes. mean i don't think i have to convince you no of that. you don't okay.
1: you don't have to do that but the flight scene of the millennium falcon in force, force awakens, awakens is really so good. good it's
0: really good
1: it's so good yeah and i mean yeah we we are missing han i'm missing han for sure. But that's kind of it. hmm Everything else I would prefer to watch in Force Awakens.
0: I just want to interject and, and say that your con- the context for with, your, which, with, your, with which you're approaching Star Wars is much different from the one that I am. Yes. You watched the movies, like, a, a while ago. But you only well, really came back to them with me right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I saw them growing up. Like we, I watched the old ones and we, you know, went to the movie theater when the new ones came out and my little brother loved Jar Jar and had a toy of him or something. And like, I would rent these Ewok specials (laughs) that were animated that I loved. (laughs) They were very pro environment, very eco-friendly and I loved them. Um, But I was not a a repeat watcher right you know if i wanted to like watch a movie growing up it would be a disney movie or the princess bride or honestly a new movie i mm-hmm. didn't do a whole ton of rewatching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um so no they were not beloved or sacred in so uh,
0: so yeah sacred is a good word yeah because when force awakens comes along it's very obvious to you that like this is a just a, an eminently much more rewatchable movie a yeah. much more watchable movie
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't mind watching A New Hope, but it doesn't have the sentimental value that it does for you. Yeah. And I think also we come from different perspectives in that I read a lot of fantasy and sci-fi literature. So I think I'm very familiar with a lot of these character tropes, plot tropes that can reappear and get cycled through in In that literature, and then, you know, because so much of it is adapted in the movies, too, um, that I think I can sort of contextualize it a little bit more in the in the world of particularly fantasy. I don't read so much sci fi, but particularly fantasy literature.
0: Mm -hmm. Wait, and and how does it? So does that help you appreciate Force Awakens more because Force Awakens is so different from those other things or because it is so tapping into them?
1: because I think it's building on them. Yeah. Like like it's building on a new hope. Like we we know the idea of like the apprentice trying to um trying to prove himself in Kylo Ren. But this time it's a bad guy and I also feel bad for him. And also he's maybe like connected to ray in some some way like that's getting muddy and interesting and ray is not she in well in force awakens she does have so, sort of this like special one magic powers that she doesn't quite understand yet and she's gonna grow into them but but it's interesting that she doesn't want them yeah you know that's
0: it's not like like I'm thinking about Harry Potter, yeah, and like how someone like Harry Potter stumbles into his ability to talk to snakes and to like ward off bullies. And when he finds out he's a wizard, it's like it's wonderful. It's yeah. like it is it, it opens up a world for him of of like family and love and 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 excitement. And right. for Rey, the Force is scary yeah. and like it, it's a gateway to to something she doesn't want.
1: Right, and it's uh, yeah, and. And I think that in in sort of the canon, this idea of the Chosen One is that, like, they may go through some hardships, like, Luke, you know, losing a hand and, the you know, finding out about his dad. But in the end, they're going to be okay. They're going to win. They're going to be happy. They're going to be fine. But if Ray goes down this path, I don't know that she's going to be happy. Yeah. I don't know that she's going to be okay. Yeah. Because she doesn't want it. Yeah. And that's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could make a similar argument for... A a similar comparison to Luke, by the way, which is why I think his arc in The Last Jedi is so good, because it taps into that truth, which Mm -hmm. is that the Luke in the original trilogy did not have a clear direction, other than to fulfill the stereotype. And so what happens to that man after his he's found success yeah and it's like the idea that he becomes even more monk like and like and and dogmatic in the way that he approaches the universe and the way he thinks about good and evil um you know that's not a guy who wanted to settle down and start a family that was not a a part of his character at all and so he doesn't do it and and he, he he continues to carry an enormous burden because in a way that's true to the character like as i'm as you as you were sort of saying because of how simple he was written, yeah. he doesn't really have anything else. He doesn't really have any other purpose in life. Um, but also, like, that is also true of Ray. But So, like, I I can also see a similar ending for Ray where she goes off into the sunset and it's like, well, now I don't know what to do, and I will go off in search of who I really am or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll feel really cowboyish and cool, but also it'll feel a little like she's unresolved as a character, right? It
1: would, but... Be- I also sort of buy that Ray has more friends.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I totally see the ending for Luke that he ends up alone. But I don't really see that for Ray. Mostly because I don't think Finn will let that happen. Yeah. But also, like, she's deeply connected to Chewie. Yeah. And she was deeply connected to Leia, even though they had never met. You know, she's a deeply empathetic person who connects to everyone that she meets. And that doesn't happen for Luke.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's so true. That's such an interesting comparison. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking, too, is that totally and tragically and fascinatingly extends to Kylo Ren. Yeah. Like, Luke discovering that Darth Vader is his father unlocks, like, a really hard thing in him. Um. And the struggle from then on is I can't kill my own father.
1: Yeah.
0: But, but it's not really it's, I mean, sorry, it's not really, it's not, this is a hard thing to say, but that, that mission is not based on real love. You know, it's based on like a real cosmic sense of, I can't kill my own father.
1: I mean, how could he love him?
0: Right. Right. And, and I can't, and, uh, and if my father was a was a good man once, then he can be again. And I believe in that about people. Yeah. And I believe in that about the world. Mm-hmm. That's a belief that extends to the universe. It's yes. not a belief about Darth Vader specifically. Yes. And there's something very, very personal about Ray and Kylo's yes. conflict that if Ray tries to redeem him or or decides not to, yeah. That is a very personal decision based on how she feels about Kylo Ren, yes. and not about how she feels about people in general, and how I she mean, feels about goodness. You it know? reminds
1: me. We recently saw Chris Child, but also it's in the script. You know, you can read it.
0: Uh, so spoiler, if you're trying to avoid, I know people who are trying to avoid Chris Child. Okay, if
1: you're if you're trying to avoid the skip ahead thirty seconds, or ten seconds, or whatever, but it's like in Chris Child when Harry's talking to Ginny, and he says, "You know, I would die for my son," and Ginny says, "Harry, you would die for anybody." Yeah. I think that's the difference between Luke and Ray too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, just even talking about it now, I'm just like, so I love it. I yeah. lo- like, this is a conversation that, like, I, uh-huh. you know, to a lot of Star Wars fans, it's like, who's, who's dad? And, like, which Star Wars, how, what kind of fun lightsaber are we going to see? And what if they did a spaceship fight like this? And yeah. I love that. <laughs> I can't get enough of that. And yeah. that's why I'm excited about the idea of more and more Star Wars movies, because keep those coming. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I'll get sick of those. Yeah. Um, but the idea that they can introduce this Ray Kylo thing and that for it to, like, even mess with my idea of what was the Luke Darth Vader thing and, like, yeah. it's so fun. It's so good. So, okay, Force okay, Awakens. so do you want
1: my list of, uh, oh, okay.
0: No, no, that was you recapping where Force Awakens was where it was. Let me see your list again. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, the bottom one is the best film, right? No. Oh, yeah, the bottom one's best film. Or, no, I'm sorry, this list down here is best film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whoa you think rogue one is good oh no you moved it
1: i moved it yeah
0: why after our conversation
1: yeah just after thinking about it more
0: hmm (laughs) i guess there's not really much more to say about prequels you put them revenge clones phantom yeah yeah they're all
1: bad okay now watchability
0: okay let's cut loose
1: is different all right okay number one force awakens
0: mm. and
1: i think we've kind of discovered why
0: yeah that's why i love it okay, so much yeah
1: um it's just fun too. <laughs> i just have fun watching it um and then return of the jedi
0: whoa okay that's interesting
1: and i think it's because of the reasons that we talked about i think because it is those three little movies in yeah. one movie I like all of those little movies. <laughs> I love the Ewoks.
0: Yeah. When that I do Ewok too. dies, yeah. oh. I cry. Yeah.
1: Every time. Yeah. I tear up because I just can't with those little <laughs> <old> guys. <laughs> I just and I love how they fight. Yeah. I love it. Um and then The Last Jedi, which I put below it just because it's a time commitment, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's long. It's the longest one.
1: It's very long. Yeah, and I get a little tired.
0: The thing is, you know what the thing about *The Last Jedi* is, though? It's so long, but once you get to when it like halfway through, yeah. it is like the most like the the Haldo maneuver, yep. the Kylo Ray, oh, yeah, the, everything on crate. I love oh, yeah. Luke and Leia. Uh Finn and uh, Rose and Aww. oh my god, DJ. Like yeah. I love all that stuff.
1: I mean I think if I was like rewatching it again just for my enjoyability, I would just fast forward Cantabite.
0: Hmm. I let's think let's see the C B word on this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Cantabite plays an important role in the movie. Yeah. I don't think it's just a like sidetracking mission so we get more Finn and Rose. I think it plays an important role in this idea of like failure, what it means to be a hero, what it means to be a leader, what it means to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, for rewatchability's sake, would fast forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's I'm fair. I'm also not interested in those deer thing.
0: The fa- the fathers. I think they're called fathers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Star Wars is all about fathers. <laughs> um, then I've got Empire. And then A New Hope, and then Rogue One, and then Clones, Phantom Menace, Revenge.
0: I'm sorry. Say that again. The whole thing? Yeah. Just, yeah. Rattle them off.
1: Okay. Number one, Force Awakens. Number two, Return of the Jedi. Which I think is controversial, though, (laughs) that I'm saying it. Number three, The Last Jedi. Number four, Empire Strikes Back. Number five, A New Hope. Number six, Rogue One. Number seven, Attack of the Clones. Number eight, Phantom Menace. And number nine, Revenge of the
0: Sith. Mm. Damn. That's so interesting to me that Revenge of the Sith is like the least watchable one, but rises above two movies when you're talking about which ones are actually the better films. Yeah, I think so. Um. Uh, I, oh, I was just going to say something about Rogue One. I forget what it was. I think it's just that after hearing yours, Rogue One climbs higher on my list um but uh where would it go well just for pure pure watchability's sake i think i'd put it above return of the jedi oh if i were to make a if i like which is dramatic for my list that places it after force awakens um oh um the uh yeah i'm but only in the context of watchability it's just because it is like a totally that's why
1: i had to make two lists yeah they're very different
0: yeah they are different. All right, so that was fun. Okay, yeah. so...
1: Okay, so here's where I put Solo.
0: Just based on... Just Pure your speculation. Okay, great. Yeah.
1: Uh, on watchability, I put it uh, underneath A New Hope, but above Rogue One. So, in the middle, basically. <laughs> okay. And then for best film, I put it um, bl- uh, below Rogue One, but above the prequels.
0: Sure. Below Rogue One, that's interesting. To yeah. me, Solo, um, let's talk about Solo now.
1: I think, I mean, based on what you've, honestly, what you've told me, I haven't looked up anything on my own. But also, I, I,
0: I have spoiled a few things for the movie for myself that I don't want to spoil for people who are listening to okay. this.
1: Um, I mean, basically what the reviews are saying is that it's kind of a slow burn, kicks in when Landa steps in, and then is a fun ride. So I have low expectations.
0: Um, I have, uh, I think, my expectations are at Rogue One level. Yeah. Which, to me, the, the, when I think about it, I I think that I'm going to be, I think I'm going to like this movie more than anybody else does. I think <laughs> I'm going to find myself being um, played by this movie in a way, and not because it is, like, a fan service or, you know, action or whatever. I think that they're going to go for the gut in terms of character in a way that I think um, is going to surprise me. Or, I mean, I guess I hope I'm surprised. Yeah. Because it's just this movie has something that Rogue One doesn't. It has Han and Lando and Chewie.
1: But does it have Han?
0: Yes. Like, that's the thing. Like, I... I'm ready to see the Han that I don't recognize. That, to me, is more emotionally mm. compelling than a Han that's like, oh, look at him. He's, like, walking around. This is, this is Han in the prime of his career. And, like, no, I want to see stupid gets punched in the face because he thinks everybody has, is, has best intentions and he thinks he's good in a fight. Like, I want to see the Han that's the Chris Evans before he's transformed in, 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 in Captain America.
1: That's fair. I totally get that. I think, for me, okay... Harrison Ford as Han Solo in the original trilogy is like the hottest movie character of all time, <laughs> like like number one. I'm pretty sure. Uh huh. Um, he's he's just.
0: What so about Chris Hemsworth? No. Or Chris Pratt? No. Okay. What about Daniel Craig, and James Bond? Similar. Yeah.
1: Similar kind of hotness. Yeah. But I still would choose Harrison Ford. As yeah. Han Solo. Okay. Because he's got more of a sense of humor.
0: Mmm. Daniel Craig could be funny.
1: And James Vaughn?
0: No. Do you remember when we saw him in Othello? Oh, you're, you're talking about like, I'm, that I'm character. I'm talking about movie
1: characters. Yeah, okay. Not necessarily Harrison Ford in like some random photo shoot in a magazine.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking
1: about movie characters. I hear ya. Han Solo is the hottest. I'm saying it right now. Based on the previews and... To objectify the actor based on the appearance of Alden. Uh, how do you say his last name? I, can, I don't know. I, can I, don't, I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. Not that hot. I'm sorry. Just not that hot.
0: Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. I don't know.
1: You know who I'm talking about. Not that hot. Okay. I'm saying it.
0: Yeah, I'm not that superficial, so.
1: Now, Lando, on the other hand. Oh, I yeah. Very hot.
0: Yeah. Wait, Billy D in Empire Strikes Back? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fine in Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Good looking guy. But I'm definitely here for Solo Lando.
0: Yeah. I'm, I think that you will be more in the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he definitely is going to steal the film. Yeah. For sure.
0: Okay. Okay, so we're going to see it tomorrow night, and yeah. we'll see. Um, so
1: maybe we'll record a little follow-up.
0: Well, I think, yeah, I hope to. I hope to. Okay,
1: cool.
0: Um, I actually did want to talk, I, I, or I was hoping to leave room to talk about other things, but we've already gone on for an hour, and I feel like that's
1: plenty. What else do you want to talk about?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess there's really nothing else. There's no, there's We'll talk about other video games or whatever some other time. Oh, we could also talk about D&D, but I we, we'll, we'll talk about that some we'll
1: other time. We'll talk about it later.
0: Okay. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> you have any shows um, coming up?
1: Our other podcast.
0: Oh, don't.
1: Our other podcast oh. is called "Here There Be Dragons.
0: We were talking about it at the beginning.
1: It's a little bit behind currently, but um, we've covered the first two seasons of The Stars Show, Black Sails, available on Hulu. It's really good. Go watch it.
0: It's really good. And and we've been streaming this into a void for a long time, and if you're listening to this, you've probably heard us say this like time so i'm so sorry um but we have converted a lot of people or a few you know a few of our friends and family through this podcast and through repetition um and everybody loves it yeah so anyway
1: Mm -hmm. um but other than that um no i don't have anything
0: uh you want to plug our cat there
1: she's snoring her name's allison she's very cute
0: we'll get an instagram for her up someday when we're like truly desperate
1: yeah yeah She's going to bring in the big bucks.
0: Um, Oh my God, I can't wait till that day. (laughs) Retire, just sit
1: down. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. uh, Bye. May the
1: force be with you. Oh, nice.